Good morning, Mennonau. This is Pastor Michael. And Pastora Tammy. And we are the Messengers. Every Saturday and Sunday morning from 7.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. on One Life Radio GFM. Thank you, Pastor David Roach and Pastor Remy Amalon, and you, the listeners, for tuning in. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about waiting, or actually, a lot of it. And today, our topic is going to be hope. But first of all, I want to share just a little bit about the waiting that we didn't get to yesterday, because it ties in with hope. So the thing is, we're going to share things you do while you wait. Do fix your eyes on Jesus, not on our surroundings. That is found in Hebrews 12, 2. Do have patience. James 5, 7 through 11, it talks about a farmer who plants a seed and has to wait. He can't see what is happening until the plant comes through the soil. Until then, he has to trust God that something is happening and have patience. Just like us. When we pray, asking, we have to wait for results, not knowing what God is doing or preparing for us while we wait. This is called hope. Do God's work while you wait. Just like the farmer makes sure he waters where he's planted the seed, sometimes we have to. Water also. And what does that mean? Well, what Michael and I do is we minister to the people in the Philippines who ask us for pray, prayer requests or ask us, you know, to just share with them, you know, or want to be loved on. That's how we water. And sometimes... He, the farmer, has to pull the weeds. Weeds are things like doubt, temptation. You know when you hear that little voice in the back of your head that says, you're not good enough. You can't do that. Well, that's the same thing as a weed. The farmer also has to fertilize. Well, one of the ways that we can stay fertilized is stay in God's word. You know, pray, talk to God, listen to God, go to church. Those are all types of fertilizing. We have to do our part in preparing for the answer while God does his part. What if we don't do our part? What if we're not watering and fertilizing? Well, if the farmer, if he didn't do those things, the seed would never grow. It would just sit there in the ground and probably rot. But he has to do his part while he's waiting. We also have to endure all storms while we wait. So... If a farmer knows there's going to be a lot of rain come really, really, really hard, sometimes on that seed they can cover it to protect it if it's going to be too much rain. You know, or whatever they do, they try to save their crops. So we have to endure through all the storms and don't give up. We have to rest and remain at peace. You know, sometimes whenever we're going through a battle, we try to fix things and fix things and fix things, but sometimes the battle is not ours and it belongs to God. And the reason why we can't do it ourselves is because God wants us to rely on him. So sometimes we just have to give him the battle and let him fight for you. Exodus 14, 14, it talks about that. So sometimes we need to stop trying to fix ourselves and wait on God and do it, let him do it for us. But that does not mean for us to be lazy. We need to do our part, and if it seems like you can't fix it, maybe you're doing your part by yourself, and you're not asking God for guidance. 
The other thing is, is do have peace in the middle of the storm. Matthew 8, 23 through 27 talks about Jesus when he was on a boat with the disciples. You know what? There was a big storm that come and what was Jesus doing? He slept. He was at peace. His disciples were getting all worried and what are we going to do? There's this big storm and they look over and Jesus is sleeping. You know, they woke him up and he's like, why are you worried? It's okay. Trust me. Have peace. And that's what we can do. We can trust God and we can put our hope and our faith in God and he can take care of the storm for us. We can do all things because of hope. Do you have hope? God is our shield. Talks about that in Psalms 33, 20. We wait in hope for the Lord. And he is our help and our shield. He is our protector. Lamentations 3, 22 through 25 says, The Lord's love never ends. His mercies never stop. They are new every morning. Lord, your loyalty is great, I say to myself. The Lord is mine. So hope in him. The Lord is good to those who hope in him, to those who seek him. God's love never stops. He is faithful. So keep hope. He is good to those who wait on him and seek him. So what is hope? What does that word mean? Well, I looked up the definition. The first definition says it's a feeling of expectation and desire for certain things to happen. So that word expectation, that's a big word. What is the feeling of expectation? That expectation means you look forward to, you're happy to see, you know, um, whenever God's going to answer your prayer. You know, you're expecting him to answer because you have hope and faith in him. And whenever you have the hope and faith in God, you know, he listens to you. So... The other thing that is on the definition is a feeling of trust. We want something to happen. That's what the second definition is. So feeling is trust is putting our knowledge and our faith in God, knowing that things are going to be okay. That's what the feeling of trust is. Similar words to hope are words like desire and wish and expectation, which we talked about, ambition, aim, a plan, dream, longing, and craving. In Hebrews 6.18, these two things cannot change. God cannot lie when he makes a promise, and he cannot lie when he makes an oath. These things encourage us who came to God for safety. They give us strength to hold on to the hope we have been given. And Hebrews 6, 19, it says, We have this certain hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor, holding our souls to God himself. Our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold. You know, when you are in a boat, it's easy to drift without an anchor. And we can drift without knowing when the water isn't moving fast. Do you know what an anchor is? How many of you have gone out fishing? Well, if you've ever gone out fishing or even in a boat, 
a boat will move with the water. Whatever way the water is moving, that's the way the boat goes. Sometimes the current is very strong and the boat moves really fast. Sometimes it doesn't really move at all. Well, what an anchor does is the anchor is something you put down in the water and it goes all the way to the bottom and it holds the boat in place. So that way the boat can't move. So whenever you're a fisherman, a lot of times you do that. So if you think about it, that's probably what the devil wants is to pull us away from God when we don't even realize what he is doing to us so he can hit us with the big storms in life and destroy us and our boat. You know, whenever the boat is moving very, very, very slow and it's barely drifting, you don't realize sometimes that the boat is even moving. And you know, that's kind of like whenever we... As Christians, we think everything is okay. So because we think everything is okay, we may not be praying as much. You know, because a lot of times people go to God in prayer whenever there's disasters that are going on, you know, only. But whenever we're just thinking everything is okay, then when that happens, sometimes our boat is drifting and we don't realize it because we're not staying in our relationship with God like we're supposed to. So we need to make sure that we are anchored during the good times and bad times. Because if we're not, then when the storms hit, then we're not going to be able to survive. We need to keep our anchor down and be strong. Hope is like an anchor. We can drift without it and lose focus. The anchor of our soul is money, fame, our possessions. It is hope. You know? The anchor should not be things like money, fame, or possessions, you know, things that we want, you know, because we can think, oh, if I only get this, or if I only get that, then, you know, I'll be okay. Well, that's putting your hope in other things, like, for instance, a job, or a boyfriend, or a husband, or a house. You know, when we go through things in life, we often look to other things, like drugs and alcohol, and that's not keeping your hope in God, that's keeping your hope in other things and your boat will sink. But if you keep your hope in God, everything will be okay. We need to quit looking for things to help because then we forget to look at God. The further away we get from God, the more hopeless we get. Those who forget hope lose God. Hope, listen to this, hope gives you power to live again, love again, laugh again, to have joy and believe in God that he can do all things. He can heal all things. And he has all the answers. As long as you have life, you can have hope in God. Don't give up and lose hope. Keep your eyes focused on the prize. What is the prize? The prize is God's blessings and rewards. There is always hope in Jesus when you pray and stay focused on God and what he says about you. So cheer up. Have hope during your storm and hold on to the anchor of hope. Paul said in the middle of the storm, cheer up. God does not take you to destruction. He takes you to the prize, reward, and blessings. You know, we take ourselves to destruction whenever we get our eyes off of God. You know, but even during that time of that destruction or the storm or bad times, you know, God's never left us. He is always by our side. What he's waiting for is for you to focus on him. That way he can help you through to your trials. Don't think you are insignificant. 
what that means is like saying, I can't do this, or I won't be able to, I'm not good enough. You know what? Because you are good enough. God made you, and everything he made is perfect. You know, hope gives you confidence, and that means I won't give up. Hope can make you bold, which means I can do this. Hope can make you responsible, which means I won't back down. In everything in life, we will have an anchor in God through hope. A storm shows us what is in us and what we really believe. If we go off course, that means we were not really anchored in the area with Jesus. So if we are thinking of bad things, that means we're going off course. And that means that that's why the storm is there. So we can make our own storms in our life. Because if we were anchored strong in Jesus, we would not be gone drifting. If you stay focused in prayer and God's word, then you will say no to temptation. But if you're not anchored in prayer and God's word, then when you are tempted by all the things I mentioned above, like drinking and alcohol and negative thinking, then that's when you are tempted and you fall into that temptation. During a storm, we might be pulled away as far as the anchor chain will have allowed us. And you know, if your anchor chain is weak, that means that you're weak in your walk right then at that time in your life. So you have to stay strong in God. If you are strong in God's word, we may think on the temptation, but because of the little faith we have, we are still anchored. The stronger our hope and faith is, the stronger the chain and the anchor holds. But we still would have not gone drifting away because Jesus is our anchor. No matter what storms come, we can stay anchored and not move. Stay firm with our feet planted in hope because we can say that even whatever is in Jesus is in me and I will not be moved. You know what? Storms are going to come. It's a hundred percent sure that storm is going to come. You know, you are going to go through trials. But if our anchor does not move because we keep our hope in Jesus, Jesus is our hope, our anchor, and he already knows everything about us and the outcome, and he will not be moved. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. We need to anchor to hope so no matter what we face, we can accept challenges because we know we can make it through with hope. So ask yourself, do you have hope? Do you have your anchor down? Are you anchored in something other than God? Do you have faith? Are you looking to the world for answers? Are you filled with hope in God? And have your anchor down so you are prepared for what the devil throws at you? What things are you thinking about constantly? Are you thinking like God would be thinking? Or are you concentrating on the negative things? You will lose all hope if so. Think like God's thinking. And he will give back all hope. Because all hope with him you can accomplish anything. So let go, let God, and keep hope. Wow. Isn't that great? Listen to that message. I mean, that's 
that's definitely keeping hope and keeping faith and, and listening to God. You know, the Bible is, is a, a very good tool to learn. You know, you just need to read the Bible apps and look into the Bible and, and see what God wants to speak to you. Or if you have your Bible, you know, it, it's just what you got to have there. And, um, you know, some people have phones. Some people have it on their on a regular Bible or, or some people write notebooks. You know, it's, it's things like that. So basically, you just need to go through and listen. You know, in Psalms 119, verse 14, You are my refuge and my shield. I have put my hope in your word. You know, I'm going to break those down a little bit because I, I just feel that God's spoken with us. And we need to kind of talk about a few things here. But refuge is in shelter. Refuge and shelter are together. Uh, my place of comfort, of rest, refuge from a storm. You know, God's word is gives you the comfort from the storm. It's the refuge. You can hide back from the world. And what I mean by hide is you can retreat from being attacked to the situation and go back into God's word. And, and he'll protect you, give you that understanding of refuge or peace of rest. Because, you know, if, if you're having a rough day, and, and, you know, you, you just want to keep going out there and, you know, doing the same thing over because you may be upset, aggravated, uh, angry, which we shouldn't be, but we're human, so we do get angry. So basically, you just need to take a refuge into the storm situation and, and talk to God and listen to God and get that shelter and refuge. You know, God has a shield. You know, it's for my protection, my defender that is close to me and Resist enemies attack. You know, God's shield, God's going to protect you. He is your defender. You know, we talk about putting the whole armor of God on. Um, you know, so God is close to you at all times. And he can resist the enemy's attacks. You know, attacks happen. Spiritually, definitely warfare is out there. Because, you know, you get all these temptations in front of you. But, you know, there's also attacks that we don't know about that God has already protected us from. You know, if we're going to be late for church or late for work, you know, if we would have normally got up and would have left early, then we would have been, you know, maybe in a bad accident. Maybe we would have been robbed. Uh, we don't know. These are things that God protects us from that we don't even know about. And, you know, then there's times that we do know what's going on. So we just need to, uh, uh, you know, listen to God and see what he says. Uh, hope. Hope is on Hope on its own will allow you to fall, but when paired with trust, it's unstoppable. You know, you put God's word in a trust. You pair them together, trust and hope together in God's word, and you will succeed. It's unstoppable. It's proven. You know, God's word is unstoppable. God's word is God. Um, you know, people have talked about the Bible. Oh, the Bible was written over 2,000 years ago. You know, it's from the old days, and it don't work. No, the Bible is God's living word, because our God is a living God, praise the Lord. So you just need to put this trust and hope into the word of unstoppable. And the word is his promise, his guidance, his character, and his power made known to us. His promise. What's his promise? That if we believe in God, we trust God, we follow God, we're going to get our reward. What's our reward? Eternal life in heaven. You know, we're only here on the earth for a short time, and being the, you know, I, I want to have that eternal uh, reward in heaven. I want to be with God. I want to see my friends and my families in heaven. I want to know the Spirit is there. You know, I want His guidance to direct. You know what? 
I've made a lot of mistakes in life when I didn't have God in my life and I didn't follow God. But, you know, the guidance there and his character and his power, you know, he's such a loving father. You know, I mean, you know, think about our father and our mother, you know, because there are single parents out there that, you know, when we do something wrong. They're just trying to guide us. Well, we don't like what they're doing. Well, you know, we we try to follow them. And what we do, we turn our back on to them sometimes. We don't want to do their way, but then we come back because we know that they were right most of the time. And uh, so we just got to keep following that and going from there and just see what God has to say. Uh, these words give us strength to face the day-to-day -day challenges. And hope is what is to come for us. We trust in the Lord for shelter in the storms of life. His shields protecting us from harm's way of the evil schemes. Our hope is in the Lord is for trustworthy and praises to God. You know, praise to God. Give God praise anytime you can. Say, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Psalms 34, 18. The Lord is near the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in the spirit. Wow. You know, have you ever been crushed in the spirit or brokenhearted? I know I have. Um, God's scripture promises that he will remain close to you for those who are broken and make stronger than before. God's going to bring you out of the brokenheartedness, and he is going to make you completely strong. You know, he's going to give you the the stuff here that you need, and that's what you just need to be following God and listening to the brokenheartedness that you have. You know, you're brokenhearted. God knows you're brokenhearted, but tell him what you're brokenhearted about. You know, is it because you've lost trust in God? Is it because you got angry? You know, God forgives. God forgives everything you've ever done. Every sin you have ever done, He forgives. All you do is ask Him for it. You know, we're not perfect. We're, we're human. We're made of flesh, so we make mistakes. You know, God deeply cares for our pain. God understands or the feelings and helps us to bear it during those storms that we have. You know, we've had a lot of pain. You know, people talk about even now, you know, everybody passing and dying and the, the pain of not eating, the pain of life, you know, it's getting getting worse and worse. But it's just a short time that we have here on earth, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years is nothing compared to eternity. So, you know, you have to be um, with that. You have to be ready for that because I would rather be here a short time having some pain for God and doing things than having pain for eternity in hell and not um, praising God. You know, I don't want to be in the, in, the, in the heat of the fire every day. I know people tell me the Philippines are hot. Um, I hear complaints about it all the time. It's so hot over here, Pastor. You know, we can't wait for the rain. And when the rain comes, it gets even hotter. Then they complain about the mud because the mud is really bad. Um, can you just imagine what hell is going to be? I mean, they say hell is like the hottest you could ever imagine. So um, I don't know. I, I don't want to find out either. You know, in the Bible, it shows that Jesus feels pain we had. Do you know that? Were you aware that Jesus had pain? If you go back into the Bible in John eleven thirty, John chapter 11, 32 through 44, there's a story I'm going to read. But before I do, I'm going to kind of give you some highlights of it to let you think about it. Uh, we're talking about Lazarus. You know, Lazarus passed away here. And Jesus was waited four days before he came to see him, you know, and 
and the family. And it says in here, when Jesus knew that his friend Lazarus had died, he went to the home of Lazarus, grieving sister, and comforted him. That was John eleven thirty three. And then it says again, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her were also weeping, he was deeply moved in the spirit and troubled. Wow. You know, right there, he was deeply moved and in the spirit. So that just tells me that's what he was doing. You know, he was moved. Uh, when, he when he approached Lazarus' tomb, he weeped, John eleven thirty five, And he was deeply moved again in John eleven thirty eight. You know, Jesus was human. you got to remember that, that Jesus was on earth. He was a human here. So I'm going to read this to you. I'm going to start at 32 through 44. But Mary went to the place where Jesus was, and when she saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you have been there for my brother would have not died. When Jesus saw Mary crying, and the Jews who came with her also crying, he was upset and deeply troubled. He asked, Where did you bury him? Come and see, they said. Jesus cried. So the Jews said, See how much he loved him? But some of them said, If Jesus opened the eyes of the blind, why couldn't he keep Lazarus from dying? Verse 38. Again, feeling very upset, Jesus came to the tomb, it was a cave with a large stone covering the entrance. Jesus said, Move the stone away. Martha said, Martha, the sister of the dead man, said, But Lord, it has been four days since he died. There will be a bad smell. Then Jesus said to her, Didn't I tell you that if you believe you would see the glory of God? Wow. Can you imagine Jesus? Don't you think he's a little aggravated right there? You know, didn't I tell you? That if you believe, you would see the glory of God. I mean, that's like a command right there. You know, in verse 41, So they moved the stone away from the entrance, and Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you hear me. I know that you always hear me. But I said these things because the people here around me, I want them to believe that you sent me. After Jesus said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with pieces of cloth and the clothes around his face. Jesus said to them, take the clothes off of him and let him go. Wow. You know, Jesus right there, was you could just tell the pain that he was in and having. Uh, you know, God cares for us. He knows how we feel because he was a man on earth, like I said. And he knows what we feel. You know, I, I just hope that that touched you. That, you know, Jesus was human. Jesus was perfect. He had no sin. and he, But he felt the pain we feel here. And he knows. But, as you see, you have to trust him. You have to obey him. When he said, didn't I, didn't I, you know, that's the key. Um. So what do you guys think, Tammy? I think it's pretty amazing that, you know, whenever you give up all hope because you may have a deadline or you may have somebody says, I have to have an answer by such and such date. Or you may think, oh, well, I'm not going to be able to go to college because I didn't register whenever I was supposed to or whatever the situation that even after that deadline, even after Lazarus was dead, 
the answers, you know, for the prayers were still answered. You know, even when they lost hope, God, you know, he like, hey, why didn't you put your faith in me? Didn't I tell you? You know, and I think that's that's a real big key because sometimes we think God is not listening to us. We think that, you know, it's no use. Yep. yep. And this shows you that we do have hope. Yep. Praise the Lord. And that's it. We do have to have hope. Um, well, I hope this message was a blessing to you. Uh, I want you to tell a friend what you heard and direct them to One Life Radio GFM. You know, to listen to good Christian music, uh, Christian programs like this. Uh, there's a lot of other pastors on the radios that can bring the Word of God. And what's our hope to people, Tammy? Remember, God loves you. And so we'll, we will be back next week on Saturday and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. to bring God's message. And what are we called? The Messengers. Um, hey, don't forget, today's Sunday. Go to church. Yep. Happy Sunday, everyone. And may God bless you for your day and what you're going to do. We love you. Bye-bye.